Pancakes can give us insight on how to get really good at making things. Things like art, music, games, and everything between. Let's talk about what us creative folks can learn from a delicious stack of pancakes. You're listening to Make the Game with Matt Hackett. We're going to learn a lot from pancakes today as we discuss these five topics. Pancakes as creative works, why pancakes, how I make pancakes, iteration is key, and a tight feedback loop. Also stick around to the end where we'll answer this listener question about making a pancake machine. Hey Matt, this is Chris. Love what you're doing. Keep it up. I've been thinking a lot about something you and Jeff talked about in the past, which is the idea of don't make a can a pancake machine before you know how to make a pancake. And let's say that you know how to make both. When's the right time to make a pancake? And when's the right time to make a pancake machine? Thanks for the question, Chris. It's taken me a while to answer because I'm answering in the form of a $1,700 three-day online course called Just Kidding. That's a making big indie games joke. <laughs> About 14 people get that joke. Pancakes as creative works. I love analogies. We're going to be talking about literal, delicious pancakes, but when thinking about a pancake, you could also be thinking about a level in your video game, a paragraph in your article, a chapter in your book, a scene in your movie, or a section in your song. Think of a pancake as a chunk of content you're making. Now that we have the analogy down, let's talk about pancakes themselves. Why pancakes? There are hundreds or thousands of foods that might be appropriate for this analogy. Burgers could maybe work, but pancakes have at least seven relevant qualities. They're inexpensive. The ingredients are accessible, easy to get. They're simple to cook. They're a blank canvas to which you can apply your own flavors. They can easily be vegan or allergy friendly by using egg substitutes or wheat flour substitutes. They are circular Circles being a perfect shape lets you know exactly what target you're trying to hit. And they scale easily in that you can have a single pancake or a huge stack. How I make pancakes. You probably have your own recipe for pancakes. You need flour, sugar, baking powder, salt, baking soda. For the wet ingredients, I use milk, eggs, vegetable oil, vanilla extract. Or you can just buy a mix from the store, right? But I like to make them myself because every time I do, I learn something that teaches me how to make them better. Here are some tips I've picked up after years of making pancakes. Before you start cooking, move the butter and syrup from the fridge so it can warm up while you cook. Don't overmix the batter so your pancakes retain airiness. Before cooking a whole batch, test your process with a small silver dollar pancake. Resist the urge to press down on the pancakes with your spatula. That is, if you want fluffy pancakes. When cooking a large batch together, stack your pancakes under a kitchen towel to keep them warm. Lastly, heat the syrup before serving. I put it in the microwave for about 20 seconds. When making pancakes ourselves, we learned about two critical things, iteration and a tight feedback loop. A reliable way to get better at something is to do it over and over. With pancakes, iteration is baked directly into the act of making them. I mean, you never make just one pancake, right? Iteration is one of the most critical elements of making good things. 
With pancakes, it's right there in the process. You're making a dozen or so pancakes with each batch. The more we're able to iterate, the more we're able to improve our skills. When we make a dozen pancakes, you can almost guarantee the final pancake is going to be better than the first. And pancakes don't need to be perfect. We developers tend to obsess over our games, reaching for some unattainable version of perfect. The fact that we may never get a perfectly round pancake can help us accept that we'll never make a perfect game. A tight feedback loop. When making games, there are often long delays between ideation, experience, and feedback. The devs come up with an idea, then there's a lengthy delay while they make it, then they test it with actual players who give them feedback. This could look like these five steps. Ideation happens. Say, let's add a dragon to our game. Development, create, add, and tweak the dragon. Playtest, make a build, gather players, and run playtests. Feedback, what did the players think of the dragon? And lastly, iteration. Make changes to the dragon based on the feedback. How long does one iteration cycle take you? The above could take days or weeks. When making pancakes, you can complete the entire process super fast. Ideation, creation, testing, feedback, and iteration. To prepare, make, and taste pancakes takes what? 15 minutes? You mix your batter in just a few minutes. You can cook a small tester pancake rapidly, spread a little butter on it, pour a tiny amount of syrup on it, and your adorable silver dollar pancake tells you everything you need to know. Was the batter made correctly? Does it taste right? Did it rise enough? Was it undercooked, overcooked, or just right? This small tester pancake can help save us from mistakes. If we forgot to add sugar or made the skillet too hot, the tester pancake will let us know. Games are hard. Game development may never have as tight an iteration and feedback loop as pancakes, but we can get closer by doing certain things faster. Decide what the game needs next, make the changes to the game, create and distribute builds rapidly, get the build into players' hands, easily obtain feedback from players, and analyze the feedback, using that to decide what the game needs next. Making a pancake machine. Pancake machines really exist and they're pretty cool. A machine plops down some batter, cooks it into a pancake shape, and drops it on a plate for you to enjoy. For our purposes, let's talk about pancake machines as procedural content generators. Say, for example, a procedurally generated room in a game like a wizard's lizard. That's a pancake. A room is a pancake. The benefits of using procedurally generated content are pretty clear. You want to use a procedural generator when you need more content than you could make by hand, or if making the content by hand would be repetitive to you or your players. You're ready to automate your pancakes when you know what kind of pancake you want to make and why, you know what makes a good pancake, and you know what makes a bad pancake. What kind of pancakes are you making? Between flapjacks, crepes, and Dutch babies, there are essentially infinite variations of pancakes and their relatives. To keep things simple, let's spell out just a few types so we can compare and contrast them. Thin and crispy pancakes offer variation of texture. Where fluffy pancakes are soft throughout, thin and crispy pancakes are soft on the inside, but crisp on the outside. This contrast in textures makes for a more diverse eating experience. Tall and fluffy pancakes are soft throughout, but their height and airiness allow them to soak up more syrup. To me, pancakes are mostly vehicles for the butter and syrup, so this style 
takes the cake. That was a pun cake. And exotic pancakes describe any other type of pancake like a Dutch baby. They're for people who are bored by regular pancakes or just enjoy delicious food. Which do you prefer? Have you thought about why? They each have their own traits and make them more or less appealing to people with certain tastes. It's common to not have put much thought into these things. It's fine to go with the default sometimes, but ask yourself why once in a while, and you might push yourself in a more intentional direction. It's important to know what kind of pancake you want to make, because what makes a good pancake depends on the kind of pancake you're making. You should also be able to spot a bad one, or your machine could be cranking out bad pancakes and you wouldn't even know it. Handmade Pancakes versus Machine-Made Pancakes Procedural content generation is best when paired with carefully hand-designed elements, but where do you draw the line? To my knowledge, every single level in Spelunky 2 has some kind of procedural generation. However, certain levels are special in that they need to accomplish certain tasks. Here's a quick breakdown of my experience with the first four levels. Level 1-1 is the intro level. It's designed to shove you directly into the game, with some slight tweaks to ease onboarding and prevent cheesing. Specifically, the music is different, it's never dark, and there's no shop, among other tweaks. This level is a very typical pancake with some slight changes. Levels 1-2 and 1-3 are typical generic levels. There's nothing special about them, except that one of them has a key, but that's an optional quest. These levels are plain, typical pancakes with zero hand curation. And then level 1-4 is a boss level that lets the player choose between two exits. This level needs to accomplish a few things. Give the boss room to do its thing, and provide two different exits to the player. This level is always quite different, but certain elements are clearly designed by hand and are the same every session. Let's examine these levels as pancakes. As their procedural generator, the developers have created a pancake-making machine. For the very first pancake, they get us used to the idea of the machine, as everything is procedurally generated. However, they double-check this first pancake to make sure it's appropriate for a first level. Next, they give us two machine-made pancakes in levels 1-2 and 1-3. We've been enjoying the pancakes so far, but it might now be time for something fresh. And lastly, we get a very special pancake. The developers carefully crafted a boss that only appears here. The boss helps carve the path to the next level of your choice. If this level were a pancake, it would be very elaborate. It would have chocolate chips, whipped cream, and maybe a scoop of ice cream. What we can learn from this is that handcrafted pancakes are useful when transitioning. Transitions occur when a player starts a game, is finishing a zone, entering a new zone, or any other notable event in your game. For typical areas in your game, a pancake machine should work just fine. But for special moments like beginnings, ends, and transitions, consider designing some elements by hand. Games and other large creative endeavors take a long time to make. We can learn a lot from pancakes with their easy creation process, fast preparation, baked-in iteration, and immediate feedback loop. Try making pancakes sometime, and when you do, look for what we can learn about the process and apply to other areas in life. Hey, that's it for Make the Game Season 2. Thanks a lot for listening. Look at this, 20 episodes of Make the Game since its launch last May of 2022. For Season 3, we're going to be talking about something that's been important since the creation of the games industry and remains important today. Making profitable games. 
Four ways to get updates. One, subscribe to the Make the Game newsletter and get this stuff directly in your inbox every couple of weeks. Two, subscribe to the Make the Game podcast on your favorite app. It's on iTunes and everywhere. Three, subscribe to Valadria on YouTube. We got just over 100 subscribers recently. You could be number 137 or something. Four, follow me on Twitter. And I've also been cross-posting to Mastodon. Why not? Follow me both those places. I just posted a really fun comic just today. Check it out. Game Development Difficulty Tears. You gotta see it. Now it's time for you to go make the game.